Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. My name is Miranda, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm here with Maggie. Hello. <laughs> she can't leave. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to start this off with a random story that we kind of touched on on the last episode, but didn't get all the way in there because we had to figure out how we were going to tell the story. One time in college, was it our senior year? Yeah. I think it was, yeah. yeah. So our senior year, we were talking to one of our buddies, and we're going to call him Jay. And we were ca- talking to our buddy Jay, and uh, we mentioned that we were going up to Duluth for the weekend. And he said, oh, well, me and Dee want to go up to Duluth, too. And we were like, great. Well, you can just carpool with Carpool. Us. Yeah. So we're sitting in the back. Or we, did we drive or did no, they drive? we were driving. We were. Oh, yes, that's right. So we were driving, and Dee and Jay were in the back seat. And they started freestyling. And they asked Maggie and I if we could freestyle. And Maggie and I, let me just paint a little picture for you, have no capability to freestyle. None. none. Whatsoever. <laughs> we are both Swifties. So, being the Swifties we are, there was an SNL skit that Taylor Swift did with T-Pain way back when. So, I looked at Maggie and I said, I'm like eight foot floor, blonde hair to the floor. <laughs> He's never thought I'd think about rapping hardcore. No, I ain't got a gun. No, no I've never been in the club. Still live with my parents, but I'm still a thug. thug. I'm so gay, so you can find me baking cookies at night. You out clubbing? Well, I just made caramel delight. T Swift and T Pain rapping on the same track. It's, it's a, a thug, thug story. story. Tell me, can you handle that? that? I had a dream last night. I had high top nights. I had diamonds in my mouth and diamonds on my bike. By the time I, what is it? By the time i woke i was singing i'm, I'm on, on a bow oh, oh. and i'm a <laughs> singer turned rapper <laughs> you don't want to fight me straight to the top in, in my extra, extra small white tee tees swift and tee pain rapping on the same track it's, it's a, a thug, thug story. story tell me can you, you handle, handle that? that what what i, I, I knit, knit sweaters <laughs> yo what what don't test me beep and then she's like hold on hold on you can you guys bleed me and i, I didn't even swear she didn't even swear hello oh <laughs> I think we just did that perfectly, so you're welcome, everyone. I would like to reach out to the cast of SNL and let them know they can find their uh, doppelganger slash stand-ins right there. So anyway, back to the story. We did that in front of D&J, and they thought we were freestyling because they had never watched Taylor Swift on SNL. (laughs) So they were like, no way, do it again. And they're like... Wrapping up. <laughs> that's all we've got. That's the only thing we've got in our back pocket. We're like, that's it. That's it. Oh god, that was so. That was to, great. To this day, I just remember like their their faces in the rearview mirror, just like what? <laughs> A little glimpse into us back in the day. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, and that was in what 2016, and we still have no ability to rap or anything that's not Taylor Swift related. Yeah, so correct. If Taylor Swift releases another monologue or SNL skit of her rapping. You best believe we'll know it, but until then, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, so today we're going to be talking about Mr. Four. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. I know, this one, this is a letdown. I'm just going to let you guys know it's a big letdown. So where I found him, again, I'm not sponsored by Hinge, but that is where I found Mr. Four. And I'm going to kick this off with I have never had as much chemistry with a person via text, voice memos, phone calls like I did with this man before our first date. He was a fine looking man. He had a great, beautiful smile. He had some facial hair, but it was groomed really well. And we like that. He had big brown eyes. And overall, I really enjoyed the way he looked. His profile said that he was six foot tall, which is usually too short for me being five nine. However, like I said, 
the connection was electric with this man over the phone. So I was willing to sacrifice a couple inches. He was a handyman, which was appealing because I am a do-it-yourself kind of gal. And I like the fact that he could take care of house needs. We actually talked a lot about home projects and what variety of skills he had, which again, I liked because I had projects I still needed to finish. But it just, I enjoy doing those things. Some people might look at painting and be like, I have to paint this, but I love painting. I love homeroom models. Like, give me a good before and after picture. And mm, mm. (laughs) so, yeah, partner in crime, you were up for that part for sure. A hundred percent. He also had a baby girl who he was very involved in her life. And we talked about our daughters every day when we were talking, which made me feel better because I wasn't sure how dating as a single mom would be. And I didn't want to feel like I was hiding my daughters. So it was really refreshing to hear a man talk so proudly about his own daughter. He drove a truck. Also a plus. (laughs) Which also made me happy because like the Swifty I am, big trucks have a hold on me and my teenage heart. He was team iPhone, which played a factor in how we communicated because we both had our red receipts on and we'd send voice memos. And side note, I would make every person I talked to on these dating apps send me an audio recording so I could hear their voice because I had no time to be catfished. So I needed to make sure I was speaking to a man. Another side note, this is a, this is a random story. I don't know why I'm putting it in right here, but I don't know if it's the energy I've been putting off this year or what's going on. But before being a single mom, I had never had a woman hit on me. But this year I have had two women hit on me and my friends just chalked it up to that I'm putting out a good energy. But I laugh when I think about that because the first time I was at a bar and this person walked up to me and they were like, damn, you tall as hell. And I just said, yeah. And they said, are you single? I said, yeah. And they said, can I get your number? And I was like, no, because they were shorter than me. And that's all I was looking at at that point. (laughs) And they walked away and Cassie looked at me and she goes, you know, that was a woman, right? And I was like, wait, what? I didn't even know. (laughs) And then the other time I was at a party and I like, it was so awkward. And they like, this person got up to like hug me as I was leaving and like didn't hug anyone else. And it was like, it it got to the point that I had to move multiple times around the party because that person kept following me around. And at first I thought they were just like, wanted to talk but then I realized oh snap so anyway circling back (laughs) I've been putting out big energy this year to the point that like everyone thinks I'm fair game but unfortunately I think I would have less drama in my life if I could swing that way but alas I am who I am and I would be first on the list if you swang that way Everyone's gonna wonder. Just kidding, just kidding. All right, but people did think that in yeah. college. Yeah, I digress. Back to his phone. Even though I am a huge FaceTimer, him and I actually never FaceTimed. Um, and I wish we would have. I thought that, you know, texting enough and I got the voice memo, like I knew he was his voice. And, you know, we did you talk on the phone? Yeah, we would talk like on the phone, but we didn't FaceTime. Gotcha. And I think the reason we didn't FaceTime is because we were texting so much while we both were around our daughters. And so it made sense why, like, we would send voice memos or, like, talk on the phone or or just text because we both had daughters. But I wish I would have because I'll get to that later, why I wish I would have FaceTimed him beforehand. But like I said, the chemistry was so good that at one point before we had even gone on our first date, he asked me if I would be a date for a wedding he was going to be in in a couple weeks. And I, I said yes. Like, I just, I felt like it was so there. And for social media, I don't recall finding him on social media and I don't think I even knew he had Snapchat until after our first date because it was like suggested in like from your contacts you should add this person but I didn't find him on any social media red flags before the date the only red flag about him was that the town he was from was 
where I kind of grew up. Um, and it, it was an hour away from where I was living now. But the distance of one hour did not seem like an issue to either of us. And as far as how he talked about his daughter's mother, he was super respectful about her and was a gentleman and told me like it didn't work. And so it didn't work. And that was when we were kind of in our discovery phase. But I didn't really have anything bad to say about Mr. Four. So Maggie, what do you remember about him before we went on our first date? Yeah, so this one is definitely one I remember being like excited for you for because it felt like he was on the same like page as you as far as like things you do on a daily basis like he seemed because he was from the area too like he liked going didn't he like going up to north to a cabin with his family and like that's what you guys do there was just some similarities that I was like okay I like this I like that he seems like he's meeting you where like you want to be you know hanging out so I felt excited for that reason you told me how much you guys like clicked when you talked so I was definitely excited for you because it felt Yeah, it felt good. Mm -hmm. Now to the first date. So this was the only first date that I had to kind of sneak around to go on to. (laughs) Sorry, mom and dad. Because remember, I'm living with my parents. So at this point, my life was like a very strange sense of deja vu from singing Taylor Swift albums in the hallway heartbroken to sneaking around to going on dates with boys. It's kind of like my life was a time capsule and I'm back to being 18 again. I would like to say technically I didn't lie to my parents about where I was going, but I didn't tell them the full truth either. I was playing in a volleyball league with Maggie up in St. Cloud, which is the hour away from my parents' house, and Mr. Four and I plan on going out after volleyball. So I was excited for this date, and I'm sure I played like crap that day. Do you remember how we played? Hmm. Because I thought I was like really like jittery like, and excited. Like, like, just, like, it was definitely out. on your mind the yeah, whole time for it totally sure. Was and I think that was the volleyball game I brought the freeze dried skittles to. Oh yeah, those are good. And I <laughs> and I can't remember if we won the game or not, but I'm like I think I brought skittles to that game. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> so I knew I was going right from volleyball to this first date, and I knew I needed to be fed. So I met Mr. Four at one of my favorite Mexican restaurants, Bravo Burrito. And this is a shameless plug. If you are around the St. Cloud area, please stop into Bravo Burrito. Get the deluxe burrito, chicken verde, which with extra verde sauce on the side, and you will not regret it. And if you get to and drop it off at Miranda's house, she will forever be your friend. Literally, I will love you. Call me daddy, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) You pick me up Bravo Burrito, you get some love. And I already mentioned this, but he told me he drove a big truck. And for some reason, the men I find on these dating apps were all super blue collar and drove big trucks, which made me happy because one, I wanted a man to take care of me. And two, I have been a Swifty from day one. So pickup trucks are a weak spot. But as soon as Mr. Four pulled up into the parking lot and got out of his truck, which was smaller than I thought it would be, (laughs) Miranda, (laughs) my heart sank because he said he was six feet. And as soon as he got close enough to me, I already knew he was probably 5'10", which was pretty obvious because I'm 5'9". So if you're going to lie about height, you have to say like 6'6 instead of 6'5", because that would slide with me. But when you lie about a height that's that close to me, it is kind of a deal breaker. So now here I was already over this date and it hadn't even started yet. So as soon as I had seen that he had like lied about his height and kind of took a closer look at him, I was just like, was I just catfished? Because I thought I had taken all the necessary precautions um, by having him send me voice memos and like getting his phone number. And, you know, he, he sent like photos of me and his daughter. And I felt like I really knew him and what he looked like. And then I saw him like in person and it just didn't feel like he looked like his pictures. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. 
I should have just left then. I wish I could have just said like, hold on, you're not your height. You don't look like these photo. What's going on? But you had a good connection. So yes. I'm sure part of that right. was like, okay, let me just for a second see what this is about. Exactly. <laughs> so we got into the restaurant and he did get points because he paid for dinner. And he ate the majority of his food, if I recall. (laughs) But then the conversation in person felt like it was so forced and it just felt awkward to me. And normally it takes a lot for something to be awkward for me. So that's saying something. I could not get over. He was so much skinnier in person. And I remember sitting in the restaurant looking looking at his face and thinking, there is no way this is the same guy I saw pictures of. So after our burritos, we had already made plans to go bowling. And I wish, I wish, I wish I would have just gone home because I knew I wasn't feeling him at this point. But I wanted to give him a fair shot because the week leading up to our date, there was so much chemistry and I didn't want to walk away wondering if there would have been something there. So we went bowling. I bowled all right. Not that anyone was wondering, but we had some back and forth conversation. But I also didn't realize how hard it is to have a conversation when you only have two people bowling on a lane because we just kept alternating (laughs) who was going. So note to self, bowling is better for a double or a triple date than it is for a first date. Unless you want to run away from your date the entire time, maybe bowling is a good option. But it literally felt like I was running away from him the entire time. (laughs) There started to be some chemistry when we were We started bowling and he would like grab my arm and like touch my lower back. And I liked those. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe things are going well. But I really couldn't get over the fact that he was shorter in person than he said online and that his face did not look like the pictures. I honestly think I opened up his dating app in the bathroom or something because I still could not believe it. Like I looked at the photos in the bathroom and I'm like, this is not him. And I was like trying to be like, did he lose a bunch of weight? Did he gain? Like I just... It, it was it was bothering me. So we walked out to the car and in the parking lot, he pulled me in for what would be the second worst kiss of my life mm. to the point I opened my eyes while he was kissing me because I needed to see what the hell this man was attempting to do to my face. Oh, gosh. But the problem now was that my car was at Bravo Burrito but we were at the bowling place. Mm. <laughs> so now I had to get in his car and have him drive me back to my car. I had an internal monologue on the way back to the burrito place that I was being a bitch and that I was being super critical of this man and maybe that kiss wasn't that bad. But when we got back to the burrito place and my car, he got out to walk me to my car, which seems so close yet so far away at this point because I knew he was going to go in and try for another goodnight kiss. So I told myself to stop being so judgmental and try one more time to see if there's any chemistry there. And he leaned in to kiss me. And it was worse than the first one. Ooh, how do you get worse after the first one? I don't even want to describe it, but it was just... And after that, I said, thank you for dinner and bowling. And he said to text him when I got home. And I smiled and I got in my car and calmly drove out of the parking lot, even though my brain was screaming to peel out of there. So that was my date with Mr. Four. Yeah, I do remember you coming back and being pretty bummed and I was bummed because I was excited for you too um, because yeah you had a lot of the chemistry and you just really did not expect that kind of no not at all and I, I think that's just why I was so disappointed because we had so much chemistry and to the point like circling back I said I would go to a wedding with him like and I meant it like I Mm -hmm. just was like he seems fun so yeah that was quite the bummer um do you remember anything else about him or after about our first date I I do feel like I remember you telling me that he was doing like the right things I know like it was awkward at first but I you like gave him a shot you were trying like he it's not like he was not nice to you on the date Mm -hmm. it's just like there was the obviously not looking the same that would be weird but 
you know, he wasn't the worst person, but it just wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> the lesson learned. I feel bad because Mr. Four was really nice and I could tell he was a really great dad and a great guy, but he lied about really obvious things, which resulted in a really awkward date. So as far as lessons learned, I wish I would have had more balls to just leave even before the dinner. Yes, that would have been kind of rude to just leave right when seeing him, but why should I go through this awkwardness and have to endure because he lied? I also decided at this point I wasn't going to spend all this time getting to know someone over the phone before actually meeting them in person because I spent a week really thinking that this guy had something special and he communicated the same thing to me only to feel like I had been catfished. And as far as a second date, Mr. Four did not get one. That night when I got home, I had a message from him that said, and this is all a direct quote, people, (laughs) quote, I can't stop smiling. I had so much fun with you today. I hope the drive goes well. And in my head and when I like thought back on what I said to him, I thought I was honest and said I didn't feel the vibe. But maybe I meant what I texted him next. But I don't think what I texted him was what I actually meant. I think I was just trying to save face and like let him down as easily as I could. And I wish I would have been a little bit more unapologetically honest. But this is what I sent to him, which I think is a lie looking back. But oh, well, I said, quote, Ah, thank you. I had a fun time with you too. But I have to be honest, I did have a fun time with you, but I don't think I'm ready to date right now. I know it's lame to say it's me, not you, but I want you to know it's just because I think I still need to do some healing. I'm sorry, this probably isn't the message you were hoping for, expecting, but I wanted to be upfront. To which he responded, no worries. I'm glad you were honest with me. I hope you do find what you're looking for when the time comes. You seem like an amazing person. Woof. (laughs) so i wish i would have been a little bit more honest about what but i also was like i don't need to feel like i'm like schooling him or like telling him and i also think at that point in my dating that was like a good response for and i could use that excuse for anyone because everyone was like how long has it been since your last relationship and i'm like two months (laughs) (laughs) well and you were really conflicted about it like you granted yeah he did lie about things but you also weren't like wanting to hate him or like mm-hmm. yeah be rude to him so yeah maybe more direct is another takeaway like moving forward but at the time you still were being nice you know and like trying not to be a hurtful yeah break yeah mr one taught me that the person i was looking for would not ghost me and come back months later asking for a second chance mr two taught me that it's okay to have a type and not feel bad if someone is not yours Mr. Three taught me that if the chemistry is not there, you do not have to force it, and it's okay to walk away from a nice person. And Mr. Four taught me that if you feel like you are being catfished or lied to, you shouldn't feel obligated to stay on the date. You can just leave to save everyone's time. But then I was back to the drawing boards. So next week, Maggie and I will be talking about my fifth first date as a single mom. So buckle up, kids, because that one's going to be a little bumpy. (laughs) But thank you for listening to Crafty Mama Murrah podcast. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Murrah and follow along for more parts. Mama, mama. Mama. Crafty Mama Murrah.